How's it going? Oh, yeah. Guess who's back? Back again. Oh, yeah, it's Dawson. You better tell a friend. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Tell your pets. Crank the radio up. It's episode 64 of Dawson's Crick. It feels so good to be back with my little family. Y'all are like a little family to me. I've missed y'all so much. I put like an X on a calendar for every day I couldn't make a podcast episode. Just like, oh, that's one more day I couldn't make an episode. I've missed y'all so much. I, uh, I feel like a dad that abandoned ship. That's what it feels like. You know, y'all probably think, yeah, he's out for milk. He's never coming back. But guess what? I just walked in with the biggest gallon. I got two, two gallons. Two, like, my, my arms don't do justice for how big the jugs that I just brought in of milk for this episode. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. But, um, yeah, it's been a while. Four months. Four whole months uh, it's been. And, uh... I, adulting that's really what the word is adulting that's that's what would summarize the four months that I've been gone I uh, I don't I don't plan on doing that ever again I don't want to I don't want to have to just take a ap- leave of absence and go off uh, for a while and then just come back but you know what that's just what happens I think all the greats have to do that every man that I know uh, you know biblical or just like in movies or whatever they just take just they go off the grid, they come back, and look, I even got the chin hairs to prove it. You know, I got the beard, I got the emblem of adulting, you know, learn something. Because every man that's like gone off off the grid and then comes back, I've just noticed they just come back with this big beard, long hair, and they've learned some things. And that's what I have to say about these four months is I have gone off the grid, but I've learned some things. So I feel like a John the Baptist, you know, David in the cave. Uh, kind of instance, but uh, it feels good to be back. It really does. Uh, adulting. I know like a lot of college kids are now graduating now. Uh, I have a few buddies that are graduating, you know, some people back home. I've seen some Facebook posts, everybody graduating in May. Uh, my sister's going to be graduating in December. That's coming up quick. And they're about to join the party. Everybody that's graduating college, welcome to the party. Welcome to what it's like to be an adult. Because I've made jokes before on previous podcasts about feeling like a diet adult. Not so much anymore. I kind of, you know, I've learned some things. God has taught me, opened my eyes uh, through some trials and tribulations. And just, you know, just life in, you know, just life itself has shown me of what it's like to get out of that diet adult phase and be a little bit more uh, of an adult. I'm not saying that I have all this wisdom now, you know, like I'm 23 and I'm like, I know what it's like to be an adult, but you know what? I got, I I got some knowledge, (laughs) at least a little bit more. So, uh, congratulations to everybody that graduated. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you just graduated, just put that out there. Uh, I, uh, I'm proud of you as a, as a father of this family, uh, of these family of listeners. I am proud of you for, um, tackling of what it is college. I couldn't make it. I only survived a month. And some of you, some of the longtime listeners know that uh, college isn't for everybody. And it wasn't for me. So anybody that wasn't in college either, that is in the same boat as I, I'm proud of you as well. Welcome. And uh, we are all coming together and <laughs> learning this adulting thing together. That's really what it's all about. Uh, and I, I think we should start off with a vocab word. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you all a vocab word for y'all, the, the graduates of what uh, the adulting season is going to be like in 2023. I think one word to start out with it is recession. Write that down, recession. <laughs> Sound like a teacher right now. Recession, like they have that like weird pause, just enough to write it down, and then they go on to just a banger point. So hopefully uh, it is, but I didn't know what a recession was. Some of y'all are probably learning this for the first time. I, I didn't know what it was at all. I, I heard the word recession for the first time, and I thought it was just like Britain was going to come back for a part two. They're like, oh, man. We might have lost one war, but we're not going to lose the second America. We're planning. We got something. We got something going on in the mix. You better get ready because here we come. And I thought I was about to have to go out on the front lines, line up in Jamestown on the beach. Uh, you know, with this modern tech and we're going to have to fight Britain for a second time, show them what's up because they're not going to own us because we were going to, we're going to be free times two now freedom, double freedom. That's what we're about to earn that double freedom because of recession. I thought it was a history term. 
Uh, apparently, it's uh, it's not technically it's not a history term. Uh, it's a it's an economical. I can't believe I got that word out. Usually, uh, with bigger words, it's hard for me. But let's see here. Let's pull up what recession means. I had it up earlier. I have it saved in the tab. Um, recession, a, a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. You know, to really break it down for you, that just means it sucks. Right now, we're in a sucky season. That's what we're in. We're in such in a sucky season that uh, it's brought me into the bathroom. That's where this recession has brought me into. If you're watching this on YouTube, yes, I'm recording from the bathroom for right now. That's not the plan long term, but as of right now, I'm reporting from the bathroom of what's going on <laughs> and having having this moment. And I'll let y'all take a guess in the comments. Are my pants down? Am I actually using the bathroom while making this podcast? Uh, it's because some people, you know, scroll on their phones. Some people watch YouTube for a long time until their legs fall asleep. Me, on the other hand, I'm more productive on the toilet. I'm going to make a full podcast. So I'm going to leave that and have y'all take a guess on and if my pants are uh, down and uh, if I'm actually using uh, the, the porcelain throne. That's what I call it. If I'm actually using it. Uh, I, might, I might throw in a few little, you know, like little straining sounds to kind of throw some people off. But until uh, I am not on the toilet anymore making this podcast, I'm not going to reveal what's going on uh, below my waist. So that's up for y'all to, to have that debate. But recession, it's brought me in here. And uh, it, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's a tough word, a tough realm. I, 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 I didn't know of how big of a, you know impact it would have. Uh, uh, in my life until I started this whole adulting, this whole adulting thing. It's all new to me. And with recession, uh, from what I know, people get laid off of jobs. That's what it is. You know, that there's a lot of that going on, which I don't really understand why a lot of people would get laid off of jobs as in a recession. Like, well, I mean, I get the laying off the job, but I'm talking like, why doesn't the government pri have prioritized jobs? Because there's some like very big, important jobs where people getting or or people are getting laid off of that like we need, you know, and they're just getting laid off because of this recession. Like, I think the government needs to have like a list of like the top most important jobs all the way down to like the bottom feeder jobs that don't are they're not really important that have no impact on the economy whatsoever. And we should start with those jobs first instead of just like going in there and randomly handpicking, oh, you don't have a job anymore. Congratulations. I think we should start with meteorologists is what my point is. Like, who are those people? Do you, do you, do you even watch the weather? I don't watch the weather anymore. I know no one, actually no one watches the weather anymore. I'm just going to go out there and say it. No one watches the weather anymore. It's fine. I have an app for it. And, and an app will tell me when I can go outside and enjoy like whatever I'm wearing, the app will tell me meteorologist. I don't need a guy in a suit to tell me what I can wear outside. I'll figure it out myself. Okay. Mr. Nice suit guy. You're wearing that nice suit to what? Sit in front of a stand in front of a green screen to tell me, Oh, there's a nice breeze coming from the North Southwest. There's a little nice breeze coming through. No, I don't need any of those shenanigans. I can figure it out myself. I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I can figure it out. Meteorologist. They make good money too. Like I think the average is like fifty thousand dollars. My dude, we should start there. The recession should start because the meteorologists that I know, especially like the local ones, they've been doing it forever. Forever, like there's this bald dude in my town. From where I come from, he's just bald. And he's been a meteorologist. I'm talking since I was like one. I've been watching this guy. Since he had hair, he's been a meteorologist. And then just slowly has just, the Lord has just taken the hair. <laughs> and I don't know. 
also the beef that I have too is that they can they could be wrong in their job. They could be wrong, get something completely wrong, and still have their job the next day. That's where I'm at with them. So I lived in Tornado Valley. That's my point. They would get it wrong all the time. They would just be standing there on their green screen, tornado watch, tornado warning. They'd be telling us, hey, everybody get down. Get down. There's a tornado coming through just in the, in the central part of the state. There's a tornado coming through. It's about to land in three, two, one. Never mind. Wow. It actually landed in the southern part. It was more south. That was my bad. I, uh, I made a bad judgment. I made a bad judgment. That, that was my bad. And then guess what? They, they keep their job, and then the next day they'll be at the carnage of the area that they missed calculated of where the tornado was going to be. Oh, well, I'm, uh, man, man, it, it wrecked this place up. It really did. That's my bad. That's my bad guys. Uh, the tornado tore through here. That's, that's my bad. Uh, I should have, you know, been more accurate, but I wasn't because I'm a meteorologist. So the recession should hit them first. That's what, that's what my vote is. So watch out, meteorologist. Uh, they're coming for you next. So that's just my opinion on it. You know, that's one of the things that I learned in my four months of just being gone and adulting. Uh, so uh, let, let me know what you think about the meteorologist thing, but I think that they should go first. Um, yeah, uh, and there's nothing good either. Like, I feel like there's just huge major things that impact the United States horribly, and then all of a sudden there's always bad things for it. There's always, like, something bad, you know, like, oh, man, we're going through a recession, you know, like, that's, like, the big word, but it means something bad here in the United States. Is there, like, a good word, you know? Is there something, like, a word of encouragement, like, we're doing a good job as an economy? Is there a word for it? You know, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to line up at, like, you know, switch, switch the words around recession, you know, call it recess, I don't know. Why are we getting recess out of the, why are we getting recess at the job? Oh, because the economy's going really good, man. Like, uh, the, the numbers are just going through the roof here in the United States. We're just on top of our game. So everybody around the United States now gets a recess. And uh, it's just a break during the day. It's uh, It doesn't affect your lunch. It's actually sometime after the lunch. Uh, you can even take it like before your lunch if you want to. But there's just a 30-minute period where you get to go play on a playground. That would be pretty sick if, you know, if an adult's got, got a recess. That would make jobs a lot better. It would make my job in customer service a lot better. You know, just after, you know, in between flipping your burgers or whatever. Hey, Dawson, go, go to your recess. Just 30 minutes of me just having a blast outside on slides, swing sets, you know, on a seesaw. I love it. Why, why can't we have that? Have a nap time as adults? I mean, I feel like adults need it more than kids in a lot of ways. I mean, th- I mean... My dad came home tired all the time. My mom comes, like, every time I call my mom, she's like, I'm just exhausted. I'm like, why don't you have an adult nap time? Did you take an adult nap today? What? What what is that? It's foreign. Like, why don't we have an adult nap time? We should be rewarded. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what United States needs to do, but we need to figure something out so we can be rewarded more instead of, you know, recession. We need more recess in in this life than recession more recess in this economy than recession. Um, but I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, I've been watching a lot of videos. A lot of videos have been popping up on my Instagram that are very nostalgic. I, I can't believe I'm that old now. I'm, I'm only 23, but like I'm getting to the point where people are making videos of like only kids that were raised in the early 2000s would recognize this. And like they'll throw up, it's like a little nice little gentle song in the background and it's, uh, it'll be a picture of Lincoln Logs and the Polar Express and, you know, just, I don't know, just certain aspects of that only people who were raised in the early 2000s would get. And I just got that on my algorithm all day. And I'm just shedding a tear on my air mattress as like, we're in the middle of this recession. I'm just like, just tear down my eye. I'm like, man, I miss it. I really do miss being a kid. And I'm a kid at heart. Okay. Just because I get older doesn't mean I'm going to stop being a kid. I uh, I think there's many different aspects that 
I don't know what it is about when you get married, you know, you just kind of lose that little funness to you. You know, it's happened. To, I've seen it happen. It's happened a lot, you know, and I, I'm not going to lose it. I will never lose it. Okay. There's a whole adulting thing. It's not going to impact my, you know, childlike instinct. I'm going to keep it. Okay. That's a good goal. I think that should be a goal for everybody. Don't let life bring you down too much. You know, uh, you know, if you're going through trials right now, raise your hand. Okay. Um, if you're in the car right now, make sure, you know, don't raise both of them. Just raise one hand. Um, uh, just for safety reasons, but yeah, you know, you're going through tough times. I get it. I, I've been going through them and, uh, that's part of the reason why I had to take off for a little bit. And that's another thing about this podcast is I, I want it to be entertaining, but I want to motivate, man. Like, uh, I think, uh, there's just, you know, things that God is just showing me and stuff like that. And we should motivate each other and encourage one another and just know that you're not alone. I think that's the most important part is like, Whenever something bad happens, I know I can get a really bad tendency of just like, oh, I'm, oh man, it's just happening to me. Oh, I'm so alone. I'm blah, blah, blah. And then I'll listen to somebody or I hear somebody speak. I'm like, oh, man, they're going through it too. So here I am. I'm going through some stuff. I'm, I'm literally doing a podcast in the bathroom, okay? God's got you. He's going to bring you through it, okay? This recession. You're going to get a recess, I promise. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, it's especially with taking public transportation, public transportation. I have beef with that. You know, that's my trials. That's some of my, I'm just going to let y'all in on some of the trials that I'm going through. Maybe some of y'all can relate. I've never had to deal with public transportation in my life until moving out here. But, uh, because I come from a small town, small town of like what, maybe 30,000 people. And then now I live in Phoenix, Arizona, home of 6 million, the sixth largest city in the United States. It was a culture shock for me coming out here. I was, it was like everything, man. And so now that I can't drive, don't have my car and stuff like that, I had to now get a bus pass. That was new. I didn't even know how to get one of those, but you can get them at a gas station. You go in there and you ask them, you're like, hey man, can I get a, what is it called a bus pass? And they're like, oh yeah, dude, here you go. I'm like, oh, well, cool. So I can, you know, go on to every bus. And they're like, yeah, that's how it works. And it's, public transportation is, it's tough, man. It's my 40 days in the desert. I'm, I'm in the desert in Phoenix, but like, this is my 40 days in the desert. Just taking that bus. Oh, I just, you have to have just, your mental game has to be strong to take that every day. Every day. And so, you know, I got, I got to stay up on extra prayer, extra reading. I just take this, but because you just see some wild people, wild things happen. I, I have a 15 minute walk to my bus stop every day, a 15 minute walk. And on my way, uh, actually on my way back one day, I was just, I had my AirPods in, I was just walking and literally out of my peripherals, I just see like hands being thrown up in the air. Just, I just see that. And then I pause the song because I'm like wondering what's going on. I thought someone was like choking, you know. I uh, I recently just took a, a CPR course because I'm like, you know, helping out with some kids, uh, like doing a Bible uh, summer camp thing. So I had to take a CPR class and, you know, I was going to put that into work. I thought someone was choking over there on the sidewalk. I was like, don't worry. God prepared me for this. But I looked over to my right, and it's just some lady cussing at this tinted-out Chevrolet. And I don't know who was in it. I know it's 2023. I don't know who was in it, but I would say this is a male-to-female argument. This is a relational argument. Uh, and the only reason why I assume it was, an, it was a male because of the way that they were driving next to her. Yes, it was. she was walking onto the sidewalk on, to the right, and this gentleman... Uh, was just pulling up slowly right next to her. And I'm assuming he was sharing a few words like, get in the car, you know, like you just heard it, just get in the car. And she's just like, you know what? You know, you're nothing. You're nothing to me. You're nothing. And I'm just like walking on the left side of the sidewalk, trying to not, you know, trying to be invisible, trying to blend into the environment. And, uh, 
you know, that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm just trying to not make, you know, anything crazy of myself. And the next thing you know, you know, the guy starts swerving a little bit more. That's why I say it's a guy because he was like, you know, just the way he was driving. It was a little really just tight, aggressive. You can just tell, you know, the difference. And so he goes and tries to pull on, like pull in front of her so she can stop walking. He kind of gets up onto the sidewalk and she's just still going. She's like, hit me hit me and I'm I and I kick it into a gear a little bit I I start putting a little bit more pep in my step I I keep it going I'm just I'm walking a little bit faster because I don't want to be joined into this conversation is what I'm trying to get at because I don't want to I don't want to make make uh, situations arise I don't want to get caught in the crossfire it's just none of my business so I'm just trying to you know keep it going well then she goes around the car and just starts, she kind of bolts. She kind of like puts a jog, puts a little bit of a jog on. So then I'm trying to keep pace with her because now she's jogging. I'm like, oh no. So this, then this car is pulling, like is like right in between us. And now I think I'm in the middle of it. I think he's about to roll down its window and just be like, is she the, is you, are you the white boy that she's been messing around with? She mentioned a whiteboard, blonde hair, long blonde hair, looking all good like yourself, little chin hairs and everything. Are you, do you happen to be him? I was like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want that. It didn't happen, thankfully. I got away. I went around the corner. They, I took a left. They took a right. I made it home safely. Yeah, but while I'm located, you just have to, you have to be careful. I don't know if you live like I, I wouldn't say it's the worst place to live ever. It's not, it's definitely, but it's not like you got to kind of be a little, you know, cautious. You kind of, kind of, it's, it's a little, a little below the poverty line. Uh, if to put it into words uh, of where I live and, uh, I, I don't know if you used Uber Eats or DoorDash before, but I hit, I, have you ever had a moment of where you use DoorDash or Uber Eats and then you have to check, you know, if there's any drugs, you know, in your food? Like, have you ever, like, that's where you live? You have to, like, check for that? Because that's what I have to do. It's just every time I get McDonald's, something through DoorDash or Uber Eats, it's just, you know, I got to check through the bag a little extra. I was like, I didn't order this fentanyl on the side with my Big Mac. Who put this in here? I didn't, I didn't have that. And uh, so that, that's what neighborhood that I'm in. I'm, you have to check your food for drugs. That's what, uh, where I'm at, uh, with it. And so I don't, I don't know, man, it's just taking this public transportation. You know, you see some wild characters too. Uh, the homeless are different out here for sure. Uh, I, it, it's, they're definitely different because coming from a small town, you know, really, they're not like a huge major deal. You know, they're not that, they're, they're not like a, it's kind of like Sasquatch in a small town. In a small town, you know, you got the homeless people, but like you had to have like photo evidence in order to uh, have proof that they're like it was like you saw one. Like a friend would come and do, dude, I just saw a homeless guy uh, down uh, down the highway or whatever. I'm like, oh really? Show me a picture, and it's like blurry. I'm like, dude. I don't believe you. Come back to me when you have an HD picture of a homeless person. Then maybe, maybe I'll believe you. Okay? Maybe I'll believe you. But out here, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And, um, you know, I feel bad for them. I really do. I really do feel bad for them. Uh, they don't get a lot of sympathy uh, just because, I mean, I, you know, you know those people that are just like, oh, man, homeless people. Like, they're always asking for a dollar. They're always begging, like, get a job, dude, get a job. And I'm like, I'm not like that because, I mean, I take the bus with them. I'm on the, I'm at the bus stops with them. You know, it's understandable. And being out here in this heat, oh, it's starting to get hot. It's starting to get hot out here uh, in Phoenix. Oh, it's so bad. I, I sweat as soon as I get out of the door. I'll be at the bus stop and I just... You know, it's not humid. You know, it's not humid like back uh, where I'm from. So the heat's a little bit different. It feels like when you open an oven, when you're like, you when you put something in there, it's like when you're preheating and you open in that, you know, that heat's on your face. It's terrible because even the wind doesn't help you. You get like a gust of wind and it just still feels hot. It actually gets hotter. And so 
I just being out there, just I feel like a glazed donut. There's a glazed donut feel, and I and I feel for them. So anytime a person is just like, oh man, the homeless people, they're always asking me, look at him, look at him on the side, the uh, look at him at the bus stop. You know, I I would never give that man a dollar. Look at him, he's on drugs. He's on drugs. I'm like, no, I was doing that yesterday. That's called dehydration. That's what that is. He's not on drugs. He's dehydrated. He needs some H2O in his system ASAP. Get this guy a liquid IV. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking back and forth over there too. I'm hot. I'm so hot over there. I'm like just drowsy and just, ugh. You know what dehydration feels like? It's terrible. So I feel for them. I feel bad for them, honestly. Um, but yeah, taking public transportation, it's it's a whole different mental ball game. It takes double the time to get everywhere. Double the time. Uh, I'm telling you, it's so hot outside. I mean, it makes you want to punt a pigeon. That's really what it is. I just want to putt a pigeon. That's really why. I like, there's pigeons everywhere around me. Just flying in my apartment complex, at the bus stops, and they're just so annoying. So annoying. They're just pecking, doing their thing. They're annoying. I think that's why God made them, is just to have, like, whenever you have free, like, because I've never seen them where I'm from. The small area, small town, no, you don't, you're, you're doing your thing. You don't need to have, you don't need to pass the time and like pigeons, like you don't need to have them there because you don't need to pass the time. Uh, in bigger cities, there's some instances where you need to pass the time and a bus stop is one of them. And that's why they're flooded over there because I feel like God has put pigeons over there. Uh, so then you can go punt them for just some fun to get some of the anger out. That's what I think they were made here for and put here on this planet for. Uh, is to punt them. Uh, that's just a side note. But yeah, taking taking the public transportation, it's been it's been a different game, uh, <laughs> for for sure. Uh, I, I've had to go to counseling about it. Counseling something new. That's that's something new in the adulting life. Uh, more more into the adulting aspects. It's nice. I th- I used to talk bad about counseling. I uh, I think in pe- previous episodes, I was like, oh, no, I just need this podcast. Podcasting is my therapy. You know, I, I started this podcast because, like, I just want to put my emotions out there and yada, yada, and just talk things out, which I do. I want to do entertainment purposes, also motivate the people. Uh, but uh, I do vote that counseling now is a, is a good thing. It really is. It has helped me out a lot. Um, I just processed through some things. Uh, to get through some aspects out here, being out here in Phoenix, uh, in the big city, just around no friends and family. It's just a whole new, you know, aspect to think about. And uh, because, I mean, I also, I realize that I've been burying stuff and kind of, you know, overshadowing it a little bit. I mean, because I do stand-up comedy. So that's what I do is I take my trauma and I make jokes about it. That's what we do as comedians. But I, uh, I just don't, you know make it as make it as serious as it should be or like i think about it in the serious aspects as i guess you know i don't know i kind of tone it down a little bit more than i should like for example like a cat like the counselor like dawson you know it sounds like you grew up with alcoholics as parents you know they were alcoholics i'm like organic they were they were free range alcoholics i don't think it was really that bad you know and he's like no no like your dad seems pretty abusive you know he was punching holes in the walls, ripping doors off the frames, throwing stuff out the window. I'm like, nah, dude, he just like remodeling. He's a remodeler. That's what the, that's what the guy loved to do. He loved remodeling and he just was all about it. So, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> I, and I, I don't know. I'm just learning a lot being, uh, just going to counseling and, uh, doing that. So I'm pro that. I feel like everybody that, that this step in adulting, if you know, step in maturity, is to be able to go to somebody. I mean, I know it's weird. I think I thought it was weird at first too. I was like, I'm really about to pay somebody to listen to me. But if you just don't look at it that way. Get over that aspect. It's nice. You know, it's not like this instant gratification thing that you come out of there and be like, man, I feel so different. I feel so amazing. My life is completely changed. No, it's it's a little thing. It's like it chips off. Just a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. 
just chipping off a little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit more uh, at a time. <clears throat> but I keep getting told uh, that I need to buy a gun. I keep getting told that, <laughs> especially with the neighborhood that I'm in. I keep getting told, hey, Dawson, do you have a gun yet? I would get a gun. Like I've had Uber drivers drop me off here and go, dude, do you have a gun on you? I'm like, no. He's like, I would get one. I'm like, why? He's like, I just, I just would, dude. I just would, just to protect yourself. I mean, I just, I have people, I've had multiple people tell me that I need to get a gun. I, I'm not a gun guy. Oh, I know that's surprising. Coming from the South, coming from Arkansas. Oh, dude, you don't, you don't like guns. It's not that I don't like them. It's just like, I, I don't know. It's like, I could have one. I have nothing against it. I, I, I could have one, but I just don't know if I would use it, you know? I, I'm a more uh, scare tactic kind of guy. That's what I realized about myself. If, because I, I have been thinking about self-defense more since I've been out here. Just like, what, what, what would I do? Am I, that, am, am I the guy that has like the, the pepper spray on the keychain? Like when someone pulls up on me, like, tss, tss, get back. Tss, you know, like, am, I, am I the pepper spray guy? Do guys carry pepper spray? You know, I don't care. I'll bedazzle it. You can make fun of me all you want to, but he's blind. He's not going to do anything to me. I'll turn him into Saul. Just right there. Saul him right. He's not going to be able to see no more. So I, I don't know. I feel like I could be that guy. I just, a gun is just different. I can just mean like if you're carrying it, you know, you're going to, like, when it comes to defense time, you're going to use it. And also, I think of it in the aspect, too, is you're not only using it for defense of yourself, but what if, like, you know, something goes down in a Walmart and, you know, someone's just, you know, starting to shoot. Well, then now you have, you know, you know, if you have that little bit of, like, I guess, responsibility also, too, because you do have it in your waistband to use it for defense of someone else. And I just don't know. I just don't know if I'm man, man enough, you know? I might have to grow a little bit more of a manlier beard to have that. But I'm out here in Arizona, and it's a wild west out here. Like they, they show off their concealed carries. They're proud of it too. They're just showing them off at the customer, you know, the scan, like the self checkout things. They're showing them off. They're they're waiting for somebody to, you know, come at them. Like I saw a video the other day, um, of people in road rage. It was a road rage thing. And it was two people like in two different cars and they were just blasting each other. Just this guy was filming in the back. <laughs> he got into the other lane and kind of slowed down. And these two guys just went around him and they were just blasting each other out the window. Just going at it. Just destroying each other's cars. I don't even know what happened. The video ended, but... That, that, and it was in Arizona. So that's Arizona for you. So watch, watch who you're talking to, I guess, out here. But I don't know. I just don't, it's just, it feels like a lot of responsibility to have a gun. I'm not a responsible guy. You know, I could barely keep my finances in order. You know, I'm barely disciplined in the things that I got, you know, like I, I don't have much, but it's hard to be responsible with the things that I got, you know, and then add a gun to that. That's a lot, son. And plus also, like I said, I think I'm more of like a showy guy. I, I like, I want to make you think that I'm, you know, like a psycho. Like, I, I mean, not physically like scary. I know, I know I'm not going to physically scare somebody, but I might, I might throw myself off as like that crazy white dude, you know, like almost like a, like that scrawny, you know, like that Eminem type guy, like that psycho kind of thing, you know? So I might, I might have to get a, like a samurai sword. That could be something. I could have that as an addition. Throw that in the back of my backpack and carry that with me at all times. And just like, you know, I got to practice my mean face just on the bus. Like, just like you don't want to mess with me. You don't. I promise you don't. I got to practice it. I'm not good at it. I'm, I'm a nice, gentle soul, okay? Uh, that, that's, this is how I am. So I just don't know. I just don't know if a gun's for me. Uh, it's like those animals on animal planet, like the birds, like they make themselves bigger than what they are. Like they're not predators, but they got to pr protect themselves from, from the prey. So they like pub up their feathers and have like this whole thing about them that scares off 
other things. And I wonder if humans have that. I wonder if we have like that aspect where we can make ourselves, you know, seem a lot scarier than what we are to avoid off, you know, thieves, you know, murderers, that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like that would be a better aspect uh, than just immediately, you know, handling it just a violence way. I don't know. Maybe maybe we can figure that out. So maybe carrying the samurai sword, you know, they may look at me and be like, man, that guy's psycho. Don't mess with him. You know, I'll be on the news too. White, scrawny, crazy white, scrawny kid at a Circle K pulls out a samurai sword in self-defense. That would be a normal headline here in, here in Phoenix. That would be a normal headline in my city. Scrawny white kid, psycho, pulls out a samurai sword at a Circle K in self-defense. That would be normal. Nothing, nothing nuts about that. That's just, oh, for every five Circle Ks, there's at least one that has a, probably a crazy white kid with a samurai sword or some crazy guy with a samurai sword. Uh, it would just be normal is, is what I'm saying. So self-defense wise, I don't know. I just got to think about it. That's, that's really what it is. Uh, I just, just don't know if the, if the guns, guns are for me, you know, but it is getting hot out here. It is really, really hot. Comedy's good though, man. Comedy is so good. You got to count your blessings. Got to count those blessings. And I thank God, honestly, for just the things that he's just done for me since being out here. I didn't think I was going to be out in Phoenix whenever I got back. I thought I was going to have to pack my stuff up as soon as the court date went down, move back to Arkansas and just do my, you know, license suspension from there. And uh, it's just crazy the turnaround that things have been in just in two months. You know, the first six, seven months of me being here, I was like, why am I here? What is going on? I can't find any community. I can't fit in. I have no friends. There's no family out here. And God is just, he's good, man. He really is. And so I know there's people that are going through it right now that are in the middle of it. I'm not completely out of it, but man, you go, you got those trials, man. Just keep leaning on God. He is going to do so many great things that you don't even, you don't even know what he's going to do. And that, that's the thing too, you have to get used to when you go out of college, you know, and that's what thing I had to get used to. I wasn't even in college. I, uh, is, is the comfort, you know, being comfortable, knowing a month down the road, like planning my life out a month ahead, you know, knowing what's going to happen in the month. I'm now in this situation where I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. I just got to pray about like, dear Lord, you know, this is what I think is going to happen tomorrow. But realistically, you know, anything can happen. And so ever since I came back, I've been back. I went to visit family for a couple of weeks, came back in the middle of March. I've been here for two and a half months and God's just been blessing the, the stand up, blessing the comedy. And if uh, you're in a, if you're in a situation that's like mine, uh, not, not exactly, but like, let's say for example, you know, you don't really know what you're doing in life. You don't know what's going on. Dude, take your 20s and figure it out. You don't have to have it all together. You know, I think you've probably seen videos. I've even seen videos of this exact same response. But like, it's so true. Don't take, don't take your 20s and feel like that you have to have it all figured out. And I know there's some instances where like, you know, coming from a Christian perspective, it's like, you know, you're always wondering, oh, what's God going to call me to do? What does God want me to do? I don't want to live my life for myself. I want to know what God wants me to do. And that's what I've been struggling with for like the past like year and a half or so. It's just like figuring out like, man, what's God, what's God got going on? Like, am I doing the right thing? I just want to know, you know, I just want to, I just want to just be acknowledged and know that like, I'm here doing the right thing because, you know, the way that I grew up, you know, I didn't get that validation enough to where I, you know, good job, Dawson. I, you're doing the right thing, man. I'm glad that, you know, you're figuring it out. You're doing your thing. I see you going out there. Awesome. You know? And so I, I kind of, I'm trying to get that from God. You know, I'm not trying to get like a pat on the back or anything, but I just want to know that I'm going that, down that right path. I want to know that comedy is what I need to be doing. And these past two months, he's been blessing it immensely. I got to perform at a couple of churches in Tucson. Uh, that was awesome. I never performed at a church before, but they were ready to laugh. It was, it was awesome. It was just old people. You know, a lot of I mean, the majority was old people. So I was like staring into my future the whole time. Uh, but they were there to laugh, man. Like it was, it was super, super dope. 
uh, got did a few couple paid gigs through that. Uh, what a blessing that is. I mean, look, coming from an entertainer's perspective, you don't even have to be a comedian, but the just the first time, you know, those you know the first time that you've been going to all those open mics, yeah, and paying that five dollar fee to go up there for five lousy minutes to you know practice these jokes. And you're paying to get over there. You're, you know, trying to figure out all to go across the city to make it to these open mics. And, you know, you finally are able to get paid for the jokes that you've uh, been telling. And it's like, I don't know. It just, it's amazing. It's just once it hits that bank account, you're like, man, wow, I got, I got paid to tell jokes. What a blessing. I, I got paid to tell jokes. Like I literally just put words together. I put words together in a goofy way. People enjoyed it, and in return, I got paid for it. I mean, I, uh, dude, praise God! Like, I, I, I just, it just nuts to me that that's uh, that could be a thing, and and God's blessing it for sure, just with opportunity. And I don't know. I just want to say all this just to also just motivate whoever's also going through a tough time, going through that tough season. Like, man. Keep pushing through, baby. Keep pushing through. You know, I love you. God loves you. He's there for you, man. He's there for you. Don't you forget that. He didn't abandon you. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because I felt the, exactly the same way. I'm literally just on my air mattress like, man, I'm in an air mattress with two other dudes in a one bedroom. And I'm on an air mattress right now. And it's deflating by the moment. I think there's a hole in it. And where are you at, God? I have, I've been asking that for like six, seven months. I feel like the book of Esther. That's what my life feels like right now. It's the book of Esther. I feel like, man, where you at, God? What are you doing? And the whole time, you know, he may not, you know, the book of Esther didn't say God did this and he did that. It's like you can just tell God's hand was over everything in the book of Esther. You're like, man. So I kind of feel like my life's like that right now. Or maybe I'm not, you know, feeling, you know, God's presence all the time, you know, and just being on that cloud nine of just spiritual, just, oh, you know, all the time, but like just push through God's, you know, he's doing stuff, man. He's working for you. He is working for you and you just go do something, figure out what's on your heart, go do it. Um, you know, some of y'all saw that I had put out a rap. <laughs> I look, I'm not taking my rap career seriously. I'm not trying to, you know, you know, oh, maybe I'll dabble into rapping here. Do pull like a, you know, what's what's his name? Lil Dicky. Like he wanted to do stand-up comedy, but now he's a rapper. No, I'm not trying to do that. Stand-up comedy all the way. Want to glorify God in that. But also want to glorify God in all that I do. I, I picked up rapping. I made one song. It's called Joy and Trials. My rap name's Son of David. Uh, because that's apparently what Dawson means. Dawson means Son of David. So shout out that. Uh, didn't, even, didn't even know that until... Uh, I uh, made that rap name, but, or figured it out, but, uh, yeah, I put that song out there. Y'all go check it out. Uh, it, you know, I feel like it's getting good, pretty good feedback. Uh, it, it's not, it's like, it's humorous, but it's not, uh, it's like, I talked about my trials, but I put it in a goofy perspective. I try to put that slim shady feel onto it because I mean, I just remade one of Eminem's old songs, uh, back when he was called slim shady. And so shout out to all my divorce kids out there. So y'all probably enjoy that one, but yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, I uh, was told by my uh, counselor to, oh, have you wrote your, uh, you know, problems out? And I just wrote them down and then I just started making them rhyme. And so it just came out that. So little side note, little sidebar. Uh, I do want to dabble into other things too. I want to, I want to make a parody, a parody song. That's just, you know, uh, I want to do that and put that in the works. I want to, I want to make a sketch, do some sketches and stuff. I'm, I'm trying to get into improv. Like I got connected with some awesome people. God has just brought some awesome people into my life. Um, some Christian comedians. Um, well, a Christian comedian in particular. And he's just like took me under his wing. He's, you know, given me these awesome opportunities. He's like, hey, Dawson, don't just like limit yourself and just try to stand up, do improv, sketches, parodies, you know, try to dabble into everything, acting, whatever. I mean, I never really thought about it that way before, but like, you know, podcasting, like that's another outlet. You know, he was a big motivator for me to like really, you know, push myself to figure out how to get this thing started back up. Um, and so just through all that, I mean, it's just awesome to be able to see um, just God working 
through all those things. And yeah, I'm trying to dabble into just many different aspects. So uh, in saying that, yes, I did change my name. <laughs> Y'all probably noticed that if you've been following along. I'm Dawson Thomas now. I'm not Dawson Iglehart. Uh, I was tired of being bullied, you know, after all these years being called Inglehart, Iglefart, whatever, w Wigglefart, you know, whatever. Inglehart. That was probably the worst one. They just add an N in there. There's no N, and they just added one in there because they just want to. It's just magically in there. Uh, but, yeah, it's Dawson Thomas now. I just used my middle name and just threw off the last name for stage purposes. I was tired of it. Uh, it's not the bullying thing, okay? I could care less, all right? It was more of the aspect of getting my name pronounced wrong every time that I walked out on stage. Get, hey, uh, coming onto the stage is Dawson Inglehart. Dawson Inglehart. Now to the stage, Dawson Inglehart. Uh, um, and then they don't, they just say Dawson, like they don't, they didn't even, that guy didn't even try. Um, yeah, the one night that really set it all together was the guy came in. I've never met this guy before in my life, but he was about to announce me on stage and he came up to me like three different occasions. He's like, dude, how do you say your last name? I keep on forgetting it. And then I was like, what paper are you reading? Like, what's my last name spelt like? Because I thought it was spelt wrong. And so I'm telling him Iglehart, but he's reading Inglehart. They added the N in there. No, he turned it around. They spelt it I-N-G-E-L-H-A-R-D-T. I'm like, what is... They butchered it. I was like, you know what? Scratch it. We're taking Iglehart off now, and we're doing Dawson Thomas. Just announced me as Dawson Thomas. He goes, oh, you just saw the relief in his face. Like... Thank you for taking that away from me because I was about to butcher your name. And I don't know. I cleaned on to Iglehart for a long time because I was like, oh, I'm the last one. I'm the last male to, you know, take on my name and the family, that kind of stuff. But I don't even, I don't even know if I want to like keep the name going almost. Like I feel like I want to get married and then my, you know, if, if I get married, I just want to take my wife's name maybe, you know, who knows? Like, I don't know you know, what it says in the Bible about that or, you know, what it is traditionally. But I mean, I, I'm not into tr traditions. Okay. I'm not, I'm not traditionally doing anything. I might just take her last name because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of, I'm not wanting my kids to get bullied. You know, if I have kids, them coming home crying, you know, I got called Eagle fart today and cause in school and the substitute teacher said Inglehart. And I just, I'm tired of explaining myself and I'm like, Oh, don't worry. Welcome to the club of getting your last name butchered. So, R.I.P. Iglehart, dropping that. It's Dawson Thomas from now on. So, uh, thank y'all. Thank y'all <laughs> for tuning into that little, little bit of an update. Uh, but we're getting down to the end marks here uh, before uh, we get off. I, I usually did a thing uh, towards the end uh, of the podcast where I just did like a, a Bible verse and I kind of explained it into it deeper, but you know what? I have changed my mind on that, and I had a change of heart, and I want to change it to ending it on a uh, aspect of talking about, like, you know, over my readings throughout the week, but just one big one that I'm like, I got something a lot out of, and I just want to bring it to the podcast to hopefully motivate somebody, you know, hype somebody out to get in some scripture. Uh, I need it more than ever because... I, here recently or here ever since I moved here, it's just been it's been hard for me to find time and be motivated to uh, get into the word, get into that scripture and read and just like want to read it. And so, um, you know, hopefully this will help me out. You know, maybe it'll help uh, somebody else out that uh, out there. Excuse me. Um, but the uh, I got to pull up my phone here. Uh, go to the go to the Bible app. Uh, speaking of which, uh, while I'm in the middle of this, I, they're not my sponsor, but they have helped me out so much. The Dwell Bible app. Uh, if you are needing to get some scripture on the go and just put in the AirPods and have some nice, soothing voice of uh, whoever you want, a guy, girl, whatever, just a nice, soothing voice. You can even add a campfire background. Uh, there's the crackling of the fire in the background. Uh, as they're reading just the scripture. And right now I'm just having this uh, nice uh, British guy uh, with some nice fire in the background. It kind of does sound like the guy from Animal Planet, but he's reading me scriptures of Psalms. And it's just 30 days of him, just the guy just reading off just different Psalms all scrambled up. And just, you know, 
hypes you up, motivates you when you're on the bus, when you're on that 40 days in the desert, son. Uh, let's see here. Uh, John chapter 5. That's where I'm at. Or that's where I was at. Um, John chapter 5. Uh, th that reading this week has really impacted me a lot. It made me think about a lot of different things. Uh, it made me just like kind of sit down, uh, and just, it made me, you know, I don't know, just some certain things popped out to me. Uh, I don't know if it's just because of the season of where I'm at and just, you know, the thing, it just, I don't know. It just got me thinking. And so, uh, I do these things called here journals. Uh, I learned that from, uh, my, uh, mentor, uh, slash college minister slash uh, uncle. Uh, well, I call him my uncle. He's not my uncle, but you know, my man, Donnie De La Cruz. Boom. Dropped his name in the podcast. I don't know. I don't, he's not going to get mad about it. Go. He's an awesome guy. If you need, he's the one that helped me put the here journal together. And the H stands for, um, hold on. I, I forgot what they were. I forgot what they're meant, but hold on. We got to look this up real quick before I dive into it. I've mentioned the here journals before, but, um, I haven't, you know, I I've mentioned it, but I haven't like, uh, mentioned it enough, uh, or in a while. And so before I start this up again, you know, it's been four months, put it fresh on the memory light. So the, so here journal, so you just put H E A R on the side of the paper. H is highlight. E is explain. A is apply, R is respond. And so like the H for highlighting, you're basically just writing different verses that pop out to you. The explain, you're just explaining what's going on. Uh, the apply, how you can apply it to your life. And the respond is, is like a little prayer, you know, uh, just a prayer that, uh, you know, just between you and God of like what that, you know, chapter uh, or scripture, you know, what it, what it put on your heart and just pray about it. And so for my here journal, uh, in the here section of chapter five, because I'm not going to go in and read all of chapter five, uh, of course, but, uh, I might read some little inserts and stuff, but you can go and read, uh, John chapter five, um, on y'all's own time. Okay. I'm not going to spend all of it reading John uh, chapter five, but it was, it was a deep chapter. I got a lot out of it. Uh, it was one of the most in impactful chapters that I've had in a while. of just like me retaining it and me just getting in the mode of reading. Um, I, uh, verse five really stuck out to me. Uh, one man was there who had been sick for 38 years. So this is, um, to give y'all kind of like a context of where, where this is at. This is Jesus. Um, and he, uh, this is Jesus at, uh, what's, uh, uh, oh, he, he, he was healing at the pool on the Sabbath. That guy, he was, uh, the guy was, you know, paralyzed and he was trying to get to the water because the, they believe that an angel comes down and the water heals. And the, only the first person that enters the water is going to be healed. And he was just trying to get there for 38 years and he kept on getting pushed aside. And so he was just, that, just imagine, just imagine for 38 years, you're paralyzed and you're just sitting there and there's just a pool of water in front of you. And you believe that pool of water is going to heal you if you are the first person that goes to that water. And you just keep being pushed to the side for 38 years. And that that's what made me think about it. It's like, I, and that's what just made me think about it is because yeah, Jesus came in, told him to take your mat up and get up and walk. And he went and walked. But the reason why that was so impactful to me was because 38 years, the dates and times of things have really been like sticking out to me because uh, I know people out there, y'all are in a waiting season. Maybe you're in a waiting season you're, uh, you know, you know, you might be, you know, you're, you're what you're praying for. You're, you're waiting, uh, for God to bring you that spouse in your life. You're waiting for that call back on that job. Uh, you're waiting, to, whatever it is, you're waiting for something. This guy waited for 38 years and he finally, Jesus said, Hey, get up and walk. He waited 38 years. I'm not saying that you're going to have to wait 38 years, but I'm just saying like God will bring you whatever is on your heart, but you just have to wait and be patient for it. Like, I would love to one day be able just to make money off of stand-up comedy. I don't know for a fact if that's going to happen, okay? I pray about it. I'm like, dude, I would love for this to happen, but it's your will, your way. You're going you're gonna to take it, man. You're, you're, you have the reins. You're in the driver's seat. You do what you will. 
but yeah, what if that takes 38 years? It's going to happen, but it's going to take a while. And the reason, and it's kind of like what it reminded me of what I talked about in second Samuel or was it first, first or second. I really don't want to get it wrong, but either way first, Oh, it was first Samuel about, it was talking about David's journey, you know, David's journey to become King. I mean, it's between first and second Samuel, but I mean, he waited a long time to become King and God needed him to be on that journey was, I think it was like 15 years, but God needed him to be on that journey to be the person that he needed to be to be just a killer King. And so I think it's the same aspect, um, here, but the difference is, is like this, he didn't, you know, he was just waiting. This was just patience. This, this had nothing to do with, I mean, I don't think this had anything to do with him being strengthened. I mean, I think at the, I think at this point in his life, he was just desperate, but you know, 38 years that really impacted, uh, me in that. So it was just so long. So patience, um, I, uh, and another thing that really, uh, really just like kind of just stuck out was, um, it's not just personal sin of the world that can cause harm. It's also, uh, just, just the sin of the world. Um, verse 14, it says, uh, see your well, do not sin anymore so that something worse doesn't happen to you. Um, I don't, I, that just kind of just really stuck out because I don't think about that a lot or I haven't thought about that much, if at all. Uh, I only think about my own sin and how that affects my own life. I don't think about how the sin of others in the world or just the sin of the world, how that affects me, even though I didn't deserve it, you know, or I didn't like, you know, it wasn't a consequence of my actions. It's just, we're just in a sinful world. So I think that's just something to think about too. It's just sometimes when things happen, things happen. It's just life. You know, it's rough. It sucks, but you know, God's still there. You're still alive. You're going to get, you're going to make it through it, baby. Um, uh, I think the biggest aspect to get out of John chapter five, uh, for me, uh, besides those uh, two verses that really, um, were there for me was the, the Pharisees, uh, it really stuck out, um, in, uh, verse uh, 16, uh, therefore the, G, uh, um, the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. That was honestly probably besides the years part was probably the biggest thing that impacted me while reading, um, um, John five, because I think there are, uh, you know, there's not Pharisees nowadays, but there's modern time Pharisees. Uh, I think there is, uh, you know, things in churches where, you know, you could be too judgmental, uh, or there's aspects where people, you know, are not intentional or not inviting. I mean, I've even faced that here, you know, everybody like church hurt, you know, everybody's got a little bit of church hurt. There's one time in, there's going to be a time in a Christian's walk where there's going to be some church hurt where somebody, you know, did something wrong to you. And, you know, you're like, oh man, I'm not going to go to church ever again because so-and-so did this. And, you know, but you have to think about in the aspect that church is a building, which is a bunch of broken people who need Jesus and want Jesus. And they're just going there to, you know, worship the Lord. doesn't mean that they're perfect and, the Pharisees uh, are no better here. You know, there's people that are, you know, too legalistic and, you know, they get things twisted uh, on uh, things that might not be, you know, that might not be of the Bible, but just their own personal views. And that's why we have 200 different denominations, which I need to write a joke about that, how we have like over 200 different denominations just in the United States alone. Like that's nuts. That's like to put it in perspective, like every denomination's mission should be, this is what it should be, and I think this is what a lot of them are, is just to spread the gospel that, you know, Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins, rose on the third day, you know, all, you know, spread the gospel and love on others and fear the Lord and, you know, the Bible. And there, and to me, that that's literally what needs to be at the center of, of all these denominations or like that's what should be at the center of all the denominations. But who knows? I don't know all the denominations. You know, I don't know them by heart. I don't, I don't know the barely any of the names. That's why I'm just like, why do we have this many? Uh, to me, it's just, it makes me think that it's just different. Like there's just too many different flavors of Christianity. You know, you got Dr. Pepper, vanilla, Dr. Pepper, and then you got cherry, Dr. Pepper, 
And then you got strawberry Dr. Pepper, and that's just like First Baptist, Second Baptist, Third Baptist, and Methodist, you know? <laughs> oh, oh man, my camera's about to die. So uh, that's, a, that's a good conclusion part. We hit the one-hour mark of the podcast. Episode 64, thank you all uh, for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to make a little, you know, there's, this is going to be clipped together. I'll make another little clip uh, about some updates and stuff like that. But I'm back, baby. It's good to be back. Four months uh, away, but I'm back and better than ever. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 64. I will uh, talk to you all next week. Uh, but, yeah, my camera's about to die, man. I'm in the bathroom. Hopefully, it's, man. I love you all so much. I missed you all.